there. Have you ever VS1 heard the wolf cry <laughs> to the blue corn moon? That's a good song. Or ask the pretty bobcat why he grins. The, gr- the <laughs> grinning bobcat. <laughs> Not the pretty bobcat. <laughs> Hey, you're listening to Lightning Rounds. This is a podcast where we talk about culture, we talk about life, and uh, how it all relates even to the Bible as a believer. Or maybe you're listening to this and you're a non-believer. We hope that everyone feels welcome, everyone gets a laugh out of it, and everyone um, is challenged or learns something from this podcast. And so, yeah, we enjoy doing this thing. It's um, probably one of the highlights of our week that we get to do these things. Uh, I don't know. Do you guys enjoy when we get to record? Is it a drag? Is it a... How do you feel? How do you feel? That's pretty cool. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's a... I, I wake up just stoked on life. I smack that alarm clock, <laughs> and I just i I jump for joy every day every because day. of this day. <laughs> this is the day was, that the Lord has this made. Is the day. Exactly, man. Oh, what man. do you guys think? I, oh, go ahead, Andrew. No, I just have a different experience. <laughs> I, I feel like it's it's prom night, and I'm sweaty, nervous. <laughs> I feel a little sick to my stomach. You don't know exactly how to... Uh, I'm like, how am I going to do this? You know, like the corsage. Or like I've never danced we, before. I've never danced before. <laughs> like, does she even want to be here or did her mom make her, you know, kind of a thing? It's all very, very... Uh, makes me nervous. Wow. But I love doing it. <laughs> I have a funny story that relates to that... that um, when I, I don't know if this is true for you guys, maybe it's just because I'm lame, but for my first homecoming that I went to in high school, I went to public high school, um, I took dance lessons before my homecoming because I didn't want to look good, like an idiot. Good on you, though. Like, and you can, having seen you dance now, <laughs> I have no those, rhythm those dancing. Lessons, <laughs> those lessons have paid for themselves. Okay, okay I mean... <laughs> I'm not hollow. I'm not the captain of my hip hop dance team like hollow is over here. But we can't all be okay. we can't all be on my level. I'm just saying. You tried. And that's all that matters. Dude. We hope that speaks to you listeners too. It's trying that counts. It's trying that matters. That's all that it is. Live I mean, your dreams. Get out yeah. there. Live your dreams. I went to a Christian high school, so Dancing was from the devil, obviously. Oh, that's right. So I never learned how to dance footloose? or had an opportunity. Yeah, it was kind of like Footloose. It was, footloose. It was a... <laughs> and so to this day, I still can't dance. How dare you kick off your Sunday shoes? <laughs> Those are the Lord's shoes. <laughs> your Sabbath shoes. Uh, oh, no. I was homeschooled, so... <laughs> Dancing was part of one of your grades, wasn't it? It was. Dancing I passed the math. They're like, if you move your two left feet, you get an A in math. Is that your mom? Are you because you're homeschooled? So are you impersonating your mom? No, nah, that's that's the voice of homeschooling everywhere. Okay, <laughs> it's right. a hick voice. The, the no shade thrown to, thrown to Mama Cobos. We love Mama Cobos. No shade thrown there. 
She's oh, a yeah. saint. And she's we love saint. all homeschoolers. Mm-hmm. Mm. Homeschool high five. Mm. You know, you know, Abraham Lincoln was homeschooled. <laughs> <laughs> Are you being for real? <laughs> I don't think there were any schools. <laughs> he actually, what? There he, were he schools? Taught, <laughs> yeah. They were like where he was. Where Jesus he was. went to school. Doesn't <laughs> um, <laughs> John the Baptist go to like the school of prophets? Like there were schools. Oh, also went no, to Abraham Lincoln like took books and like read them in his little bunk bed by the light of the candle. That's true. Come on. I remember mm. that from You school. remember that. The schools we went to. See, you weren't homeschooled, so you don't hold on to these moments <laughs> of history. You, so learned... you, got, you got an A in dance and like a B in speaking in tongues in homeschooling? Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Wow. A C in trampoline? Yeah. <laughs> a C in trampoline. <laughs> uh, a C in weed sorry. pulling. <laughs> this will be your grade for the day. Go pull some weeds. Okay, Mom. Well, that's funny that we, we kind of represent all spectrums of uh, education. We got homeschooled, uh, we got private school, and, and uh, public school. So maybe there is some wisdom in our in our wow. fellowship. <laughs> We're the triune student. <laughs> oh, that's great! That's great! That is great. That was a great intro to Lightning Rounds. We hope that you feel at home here. We hope that um, however you listen to this, that you just, um, I don't know, you just cozy on up with us. Uh, maybe you're not, I'm not cozied up. I'm sitting on a cajon right now, so it's very <laughs> uncomfortable. I think you guys are sitting on a couch in a very uh, dark room. Yeah, and, with a um, candle. <laughs> with the light of the candle. Sounds yeah. wonderful. <laughs> okay, well, we're repeating a segment that we uh, did in the past, and this is our segment of the day. Welcome to Rose and Thorn. Wait, that's looking at that's looking at like a Guns N' Roses song. Yeah, it should just you should put it there. I think yeah, every rose has a thorn. Yeah, that's right. Brett Michaels. No, that wasn't Brett mm. Michaels. We're gonna edit this part out. <laughs> All right, Hollow. Start us off, man. Rose and Thorn, where we list, you know, every every day, week, month, year has its rose, has its thorn. Um, and this is where you get to hear ours. You didn't ask for it, but uh, you get to hear it. Oh, well, I would. my rose and my thorn are from the same exact moment. So we shot a wedding in Big Sur. Shout out to Big Sur, Giganticus. <laughs> Sirius, um, <laughs> Sirius Maximus, <laughs> Sirius Maximus in the Greek uh, or Latin. So yeah, we were up there in Big Sur, had a wedding, um, and sweetest couple, raddest couple. Like they, they're automatically you feel like you're best friends with them. And if they listen to this podcast, they're gonna find out right now. Even I'm, I have to text them. I'm gonna tell them this. But uh, you know, they hired us to shoot their wedding. We take all the pictures. Everything goes good, and we have everything. Start off with that. Um, disc, not disc, yeah, disclaimer. Um, we have the photos. Everything's good, except 
they were like, do you guys do film? We're like, yeah, we do film. So we bring our film cameras and start shooting and everything. We get the Super 8 back. It looks amazing. We Video, photo, everything looks great. Except I'm shooting the film and we're on uh, Pfeiffer Beach and it's beautiful. And if you've ever been to Pfeiffer, amazing beach. But most of the time you're getting like sandpaper all over you because it's so windy the sand's hitting your legs it hurts and this was one of those rare days where like everything was perfect so we have our camera we're taking all these film shots and as we're walking away i go to wind my film and i look and it still says i'm on the first shot i'm like oh no oh that's interesting i've been taking pictures for the last hour and a half (laughs) um and you know, you have 36 shots on a, on a roll of film. And I'm like waiting for this thing to get to the end. And, and it's almost like in a cowboy movie where they keep shooting. You're like, that's a six shooter. How did he fire 75 shots out of that thing? <laughs> and I'm just winding this camera away. And as I'm leaving, I'm like, I haven't changed the film. And this thing hasn't got to 36. Oh, no. And I realized the advanced lever just isn't working. So it never wound past the first shot. So basically it had like... 36 shots on one little piece of film. It was like a 36 (laughs) layer double exposure. (laughs) That's amazing. Uh, So send in the film and it comes back and I have a note, like one of your rolls of film had nothing on it. I'm sorry. And it was, it was the like most beautiful roll of film. We got some done and and that's, that's also the rose. The other rolls of film were beautiful, but it was just that one that we were most excited about. Just gone. Destroyed. Dang. They'll never remember their wedding now. <laughs> wow. Just uh, ruining no, people's we, lives. Yeah, don't hire us. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, in a shout out to my own company, we did have a digital backup of all your digital photos. <laughs> it was the film that failed. So, Dude, maybe you just need to hire like a, um, uh, like a tech guy, like a, like a, like a, a wounder. Can I be a your wounder? wounder? <laughs> <laughs> your film wounder. <laughs> hire me. Come on, dude. I can be like on a little keychain and you just like whip me up and then like I pop out of a little pouch and I just <laughs> wind it for you and I just hide away. You're like, oh, that's just my little zucchito. <laughs> Get back in your keychain. Get back in there. But sir, feed me, sir. <laughs> You've had your wounds for the day. <laughs> And the whole time that I'm stuck in the pouch, I just hear, you spin me right round, right, right round, like a rabbit. White wound. White wound. <laughs> Rose in a thorn. Segment. That's beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah, that was it. So film, though beautiful, can be cursed. Pfeiffer Beach, spelled with a P. And an F. And an How F. How do you get down there, though? Because we've gone there. It's I think a we sharp should. right. There's a, it there's a rope. like. Well, I don't know. Climbed a rope. My head wrote, and Zach just says, "There's a rope." <laughs> He's like, "No, that's fine. You just you just shimmy down the rope, and it's really cool, beach. man. You jump a I fence, <laughs> and you climb under another fence. You run away from some guys. They try to catch you. Uh, no, there's a there's a sharp right. People miss it all the time, and it it literally like drops. Your car scrapes almost every time because you're going up." you know, the one, and then it just dips down. And then it's like a 25-minute drive with low-hanging branches, very narrow roads. You have to, like, kind of drive up on the so hill. So you drive down to Pfeiffer Beach, like where the waterfall is down there? Yeah. Oh, no, that's not Pfeiffer. That's Julia Pfeiffer State Park. 
Pfeiffer Beach is different. Oh, Pfeiffer Beach is different. Okay. Yeah. Oh, we have, okay. I have a yeah, picture. Yeah. Okay, that's where... Okay, the rope makes sense now. Yeah, so that's I, what I was thinking of the of waterfall. Zach. That's what I was thinking of. <laughs> Zach's like, just like Pocahontas, diving off that waterfall. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that, that's how you get there. Have you ever VS seen the wolf cry <laughs> to the blue corn moon? That's a good song. Or ask the pretty bobcat why he grins. The, gr- the <laughs> grinning bobcat. Not the pretty bobcat. The pretty bobcat. I feel it's pretty. It's been a few years. Oh, so pretty. Pretty. <laughs> Wait, no. I don't know what's weirder is that you knew the words verbatim. Oh, we all know I'm oh, dude, at this point. He's a Disney kid. I'm Disney royalty. Oh my, <laughs> my, dad built, my, my dad built this town. Get back in your keychain. <laughs> Get back in your keychain. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh man. So it is grinning bobcat? Yeah. That's pretty bobcat. Ask the grinning bobcat why he grins. It makes perfect sense. <laughs> I'm, like you're, nah, I don't think I don't know about that. <laughs> Alright, we'll we'll change it. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's move on to <laughs> someone else's rose and thorn. Cool. Zach, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll share you're mine. You're sitting on a cajon. Yeah. <laughs> Painful. It's uh, <laughs> hemorrhoids. That's my, <laughs> that's my rose and thorn. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. <laughs> um, no, Emma, actually, my rose and thorn is um, Emma left for a couple days uh, to Wait, California. Is this your... Wait, is this the thorn or the rose? Uh, <laughs> I will leave that into interpretation. <laughs> I'm not going to I'm not going to define. You're going to have to to decode this story yourself, okay? <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Rose. Um, Emma left. You know what's funny is Emma's middle name is Rose, so she oh. is my Rose and Thorn. Oh. But I'm just joking. <laughs> uh anyway, she uh, her friends are awesome and they bought her a uh, plane ticket to fly out for her birthday and and so she was out there for a couple of days and it was a bummer not having her. And you, you never realize how much like your wife is like running this ship You know, like, it's just everything just without her, it falls apart. It falls apart. <laughs> she had to label everything in my house, like everything in our house. Like she labeled it. She's like, this is where you find the treats. This is where you find like the drinks for Judd. This is where if he wants crackers, if he wants cereal, this, you know, like everything, like there's labels all over um, our kitchen. And I, and I was talking to her and I was like, I, you know, I live here too. Like, it's not like, it's not like I don't know where, like, the guests things, in your own house. Yeah. Like this to turn on the dishwasher. The gas pedal's on the right. The on the left. This is where you sleep. This is the pee corner. There's a toilet. In it. Oh my gosh. And so, um, so yeah, that was definitely a thorn. That, that, that was a thorn having her away for so long. That and it was, um, yeah, it just didn't, didn't feel right. It was just wrong. But but the rose was it was just me and Judd for four days, and we had an absolute blast. I you I know, love every you know time. Caden was home, right? Yeah, he we left him. We left him. Yeah, <laughs> he's he, he he was watching Tex. He was watching our dog. So okay. good, good. Just threw so, some crackers on the floor. He'll be exactly fine. <laughs> a little gerbil wa- water bottle feeder with a little ball thing. Just he's good. He's good. Uh, puts a kink in his neck when he looks up all the time, but he's fine. <laughs> be all right. Um, but me and Jed got to spend four days together, and uh, 
it's just awesome, man. I, it's just awesome. Being a dad is one of the, is one of the best gifts I've ever been given. And, and anytime that I got to spend just me and Judd, I mean, we, we had a blast. We got ice cream. We got, we made pizza rolls. We watched funny movies. We wrestled, we went fishing. Um, he went with me to like a, I had to do, I forgot that I had to do a men's breakfast worship thing for a, a men's breakfast thing. And so I, I brought him with me and like, he like sat up front with his little Bible and was like singing out. Like I could hear him singing. Like he wasn't singing the right words during worship, but he was like singing Jesus. <laughs> like I could hear him going, uh-huh. Jesus, Jesus. That's so cool. Like it was just, it's the type of stuff that makes you cry that you're just like yeah. thinking about. So, so it was, it was definitely a thorn not having my wife and Caden around, but the rose was, was sweet that I got some real sweet time with my firstborn and it was awesome. That's so cool. yeah, that was my rose and thorn. It's awesome. That's awesome. That was, I mean, your thorn was also like the rose over here. Cause we got to see your, your wife, my wife got to hang out with her and it was so, it's so cool when they get back together. That was also like a rose for us is seeing our wives like hang out and man, we miss you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, not get emotional and pass this on to Andrew. I didn't get to see your wife. So. <laughs> I'm a little upset about it. You didn't even know. She you take that up with her. Here. Take that up with her. <laughs> Emma, I just want to say one more thing to you. I don't care. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Every episode. <laughs> um, Rose and Thorn. Okay. I'm going to start with a thorn. Oh, I know what it is. Thorns. Thorns. <laughs> with a Z. Z. This week has been rough. I'm not going to lie. This week has been rough. My son had... Uh, got sick. He had the flu, and then my wife got the flu, and so my wife was uh, just super, super sick for four days. She's just now getting better, and then in the process of her being sick, my suburban that holds all my children exploded. <laughs> no, not with my kids in the car. Let okay, me explain. Thank God, please okay. give context. Give context. I'm on the way to school. It's Monday morning. I'm on my way to school with the kids in the car. I'm on the 73 toll road because I'm a baller. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. But like I had to get him to school on time because I have class at nine that I teach. And so I'm like on the toll road and the car starts breaking down on the toll road and it's raining. I get the kids to school. And as I'm on the toll road, I called hollow. I'm like, Hey dude, my car is breaking down. <laughs> Do you think you can meet me at the mechanic shop to take me to the church? Cause I have to teach this class. So the suburban has deep engine issues is what they said. Um, basically I'm going to have to put either buy a new engine. Oh my gosh. Or scrap the car and buy a new one, which is, you know, Hey, things happen. You know, <laughs> wait, is this your, this is your suburban? This is my Suburban, like what? the nicer car. Yes. Yeah, yeah totally broke down. Oh, um, so, yeah, but during all this, my wife is sick as a dog. And so I'm like running the kids to school and just doing all the stuff that she does so well and so awesomely and cooks and makes sure that everyone organized and stuff. I don't even know if I packed. They're like, Dad, you didn't put anything in our lunches. I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> I did. There's like a sandwich in there. Like, That's it, though. We're starving. Um, Two pieces so. of bread. <laughs> no meat. Yeah. So my car broke down, and that was fun. My my rose 
okay, is my my ten year old mm. who's actually eleven. My eleven year old son. It's <laughs> <laughs> a great start. Great start. Sorry. To your roses. <laughs> it's been a rough week. So he we just started baseball season again and he pitched the other night. Wow. Uh he pitched the whole game. He th- had ten strikeouts. Let's go. He only allowed I think there's one hit, one walk, and they mercyed that team ten zero. Let's go. He must have been so stoked. No, dude, he was so fired up. It was so cool to watch. I've never seen him throw so many strikes in my life, and he just like wrecked it. It was so cool. Wow. So cool. He was pumped. And it was like the best they said it's like the best team that they're gonna play all season. Wow. And they crushed him. So you know, praise God. Praise God. <laughs> There's nothing baseball. better than just watching your child just demolish other children in Dude, a game of sports. It was great. Right? Yeah. yeah. And then my daughter, Molly, is pitching in softball. And she had like five, six strikeouts, is thrown really well, and just has like, I don't know, it's cool to see them succeed. Like they both have been working really hard and going to practice, being committed, and like you're seeing it pay off. That's cool. And, they, and they're really enjoying it, and they're like stoked to work hard on it. So... That that blesses me as a That's dad. cool, man. Yeah. That's I don't know cool. anything about the grades. I guess they're doing good in grades, but whatever. <laughs> Who cares? Who cares? <laughs> but anyway. You could always homeschool. That's true. They got an A plus in trampoline. <laughs> Dude, well, you need to pray for me, man. Judd uh, Judson starts his soccer league yes. uh, next Saturday. This is his first game ever. He's oh. never been in, in organized sports. Um, he so went fun. to uh, some of our friends from church. He went to one of their games um, like a month or two ago, and he was like itching to get on the field. He hated that he could not be on the field playing. He was watching awesome. them play. And so he loves to win, hates to lose. So I think this is going to be good for him. Pray for us. <laughs> Dude, I'm proud of you, Zach, for putting your kids in sports. I'm proud of you. Thanks, because man. I've talked to so many people that like they just don't i don't know they don't see the value in it oh dude and they're, they're like oh sports i it, see it in my i see it in cool. my own life like i mean no shade to my parents i love my parents to death who i am is because of my folks and i thank god for them but they never put us in sports at all and i remember being in high school i was about to like i got to high school and i remember thinking to myself as a freshman i was like i will regret it for the rest of my life if i knew that i never was in a sport because i had never played anything and so i mean i i was never trained for my body type i weighed 119 as a freshman in high school so i'm like what sport (laughs) would accept this scrawny kid mexican kid like and so it was cross country that's what i got into so that's funny no, but that, that was that was that was that was the thing that I was like. I remember thinking like, I'm gonna when I have kids one day, I'm gonna put them in sports because that's the one thing that mm-hmm. I, I I not that I regret, but I wish I would have had that. Um, um, I feel like that would have shaped me a lot. I would have learned my lessons quicker. Yeah, my kids are learning a lot of lessons like cuss words. And <laughs> there we go. Like all these things that I'm like, hey. but you know what though? Part of parenting. Not that this is a parenting podcast. But parenting is not just developing the right behaviors, but it's discipleship. Oh, yeah. It's right heart, right? It's That's what you're after is right heart. And so my kids are hearing all this stuff, and they're going to hear it for the rest of their life. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can't so show like, them. Hey, dude, 
yeah, hey, that's not something we say, or we don't talk like that, or we don't look at this, or whatever. And it's like, here's why, because we love Jesus, and because, we, you know. Right. And so, that's been kind of, not that exposing my children to all these horrible things has been the goal, but it's a byproduct of us being in the world, but not of the world. Yeah, you're being and, a light, dude. Yeah, but it's good. That's um, cool. For our family, anyway. our segment rose and thorn hey like we say it every um, time if you have a segment idea we've been running this four seasons and and um we have a lot of funny segments in the past if you go back and listen to our, our earlier episodes we have some we had some good ones some ones that i think me and andrew are proud of we're, we're proud of some of those those funny segments that um mm-hmm. we came up with but we're four seasons in and man this gets hard <laughs> <laughs> It's like, what, like today. What else can we? What else can we make like fun we of? Just, we discovered one today, though. We did. We We're did. Excited. It's a future I'm one. Excited about it. Oh, that's true. That's true. That's right. We'll, we'll keep be on it the lookout. In, yeah, be on the lookout. But if you, if you, the listener, if you know or have any funny ideas or think of any funny things and you want to shoot it our way, you know our motto. You probably know better than us, so you probably can do this better than we can. <laughs> so please send it in. Um, you're probably yeah. right. You probably you probably are right. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Now we're going to get into our uh, question of the day. This question was sent in from a listener who emailed this question in, actually. And um, so we don't get all our questions through Instagram. You can email your questions in to us, um, asklightningrounds at gmail.com. And this one was sent in. So I'm really stoked that people are actually using the email. I think I've gotten like two emails in reality nice. <laughs> from, from people. So, I mean, <laughs> but hey, it's there. It's there. Um, but today's question comes from a listener uh, through email. And uh, Andrew, would you mind reading that question out sure, and kicking no us problem. off? What should our ideal mental health look like as Christians? Are we allowed to suffer? When I'm sad, do I need to force myself to be joyful because I'm a Christian? Do I need to stop self-doubt because I need to be confident in Christ? Is that attainable? So today's topic and, and today's question, it's a really needed question, um, and it's dealing with mental health as a Christian. What does it look like? And before we jump into it, I just wanted to read some stats for you guys, which, which I thought are um, will, will lead re- really well into our discussion. This stat says that nearly one in five Americans over the age of 18 will experience a diagnosable mental health disorder in a given year. And nearly half, 46%, will experience a mental health disorder in their lifetime. It also goes on and it says that 70% of Americans experience physical and non-physical symptoms of stress. And only 37% think that they're doing very well at managing stress. Count me in that 37, in that other yeah. percentage. <laughs> um, 
But as this study goes on, this is just some some just light facts on this. Um, they're light, but they're heavy facts on this. Um, the average age for onset anxiety disorders is 11 years old for Whoa. anxiety. And even as it relates to the church, most Protestant senior pastors, 66%, seldom speak to their congregation about mental illness, according mm-hmm. to a study by Lifeway Research. And about a quarter of the pastors... 22% are reluctant to help those who suffer from acute mental illness because it takes too much time. Mm. So we're talking about mental health as a Christian and um it doesn't it's not hard to see that it is an issue. It 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 is um the or 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 rather to say the reality of it. And I think that's that's um even like that last stat says that I think that's that's a fault that we can as Christians and as churchgoers um, can fault to um, is that we ignore it. It's something that's not really talked about as much, um, and I think to our downfall and to the downfall of of believing Christians who desire whether it's healing in this or freedom um, in this. So. What what are your thoughts, and I'll, I'll pose this question to you guys, what are your thoughts on mental health as a Christian? Are we allowed to suffer? Are we to mm-hmm. force ourselves when we're sad? Are we to force ourselves to be joyful because the Bible tells us to do? What do we do with our doubts? Is it attainable to be the ideal, mental, healthy Christian? Dude, I don't even... <laughs> the, first of all, I think disclaimer... None of us are doctors. Um, like you said in a previous episode, we're a bunch of nobodies who know a whole lot of nothing. <laughs> um, so I don't think, you know, if, if you are struggling, there are, there are people that are struggling in a way that they need to seek out professional help. Like mm-hmm. someone with some letters at the end of their name. And we are not those people. So I just want to say that first of all. So we're not doctors, but from a biblical standpoint, I think the part that, that stands out to me in that question is the ideal. Mm. I don't think there is an ideal because when you have an ideal that makes you anxious to try and get to the ideal, everyone is different. Everyone's lives and situations and circumstances are different. Um, what we go through we go through different things. We all experience pain, but in different ways, in different times, and in, in, in different waves of it. Honestly, sometimes it feels like it's not going to stop. It's just happening to you constantly. And so I think when you're like, man, what ideally, what am I supposed to look like? Well, ideally Jesus is, is what we're after. Like we want to be more like Christ. Yeah. We want to live our life. Like that's, that's the model. And even Jesus had times of great vexation mm-hmm. and grief and pain and sorrow. I mean, it's one of his titles, man of sorrows. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, are we allowed to be sad? For sure. It's a part of, our, it's a part of our humanity is the emotion of grief and sadness. Um, we have to grieve things um, when stuff happens that is grievable. Um, and as someone who's experienced loss recently, um, if 
it's it's not like grief is not in just one way. It comes in waves. It comes at the worst possible times, but you have to grieve Mm -hmm. when it does come. Mm -hmm. So if you're if you're like, man, I just I can't get over this. I'm struggling. It's like, hey, grief comes at different times. I know people that have had experienced loss of loved ones and it's years of grief because of how long the process went or how quick it was or, or so. So when I think of ideal mental health, like, um, not, there's not one way I think of how we're all supposed to be in this because all of our lives are different, but there is one person and one model that we're after and that's Jesus. And when you look at scripture, I think we see Jesus grieve what's grievable. He rejoices at when there's time of rejoicing. Um, he wept over Israel. Um, you know, I, I think of just those, he was moved with compassion. Like his emotions were there, but they never drove him into sin. And I think that's where the devil loves to use our emotions and say, this is what we need to, this is the driving force of our life Hmm. is our emotion. But the, like a car emotions are not the engine. They're the check engine lights. They, they, like when the dashboard lights up, our emotions are those lights that, that help us to think, well, if I'm feeling these way, this way, what's going on in my heart? What, what am I, you know, and it, it makes you, you know, aware of a situation or aware of an issue. And then you, you can deal with that issue. But if you continue to bury things, someone once said it, you, whatever you bury, you bury alive. Hmm. And so I think if you're dealing with, um, anxiety, Instead of just suppressing your anxiety and saying, okay, I'm not anxious. I'm not anxious. I'm anxious. You're making yourself more anxious mm. instead of dealing with what is making me anxious. What, what is, what are the thoughts that are giving me anxiety? What are, you know, the situations that I'm in that are giving me anxiety and why am I anxious? Sometimes there's no answer to those questions. I'm like, I don't know why I'm anxious. It's just happening. Um, so there's so many facets and I think so many different, um, parts to this, but there are a lot of great tools. I think, um, shout out to Theos U. They have a whole thing on a on mental health from a, a pastor who went through severe panic attacks mm. and he talks mm. about just his journey through it and he's super compassionate and, and it's cool to hear from someone who understands it and has been through it. So shout out to Theos U for that one. But, um, I just think of that word ideal. Um, I think everyone's trying to chase like some perfect status thing. And it's like, well, not, it's not going to happen in this life in the next. It will like in glory, perfect mental health. Mm. Um, but in this life, yeah, we're going to have Jesus even said in this life, you will have troubles, but take heart. I've overcome the world. So I just want to start with, with, Hey, the ideal is there's not necessarily necessarily an ideal. There's Jesus that we're looking to, but
I'm, I'm really glad that you brought that up, Andrew. Thank you for sharing that. I think emotions are are as a as a Christian, there it's 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 difficult to understand how do I work through emotions. Um, because like you said, Andrew, we don't want to be those that suppress our emotions and we become these emotionless beings that just, we never feel anything and we bury it, like you said, alive. Um, but at the same time there's that, you know, that's one extreme and at the same time, the other extreme is, uh, we don't want to be those that serve. So we, we don't want to suppress them and we don't want to serve them. We don't want to be mindless, you know, beings that in the sense of, or robots that are, um, that our taskmaster is our emotions and how and we're, our lives are just run by them or ruled by our emotions. So however we feel, we just give in a hundred percent to however we feel, you know, we have to understand that emotions are a gift from God, that God is an emotional being that, that, um, and being made in his image, emotions are part of who we are. Um, mm-hmm. And so, but like all good gifts that God has given us, sin has infected and perverted those good gifts. And so sin has a way of, um, our emotions are greatly affected by sin. And so rather than suppressing or serving them, like I said before, we, we want to be able to steward them rightly, like you were saying, Andrew. And I think that's that's good that you said that they're, they're not. They're not meant to, to uh, the, our, our emotions need to be guided because um, they are like that, uh, that engine gauge light that, that comes up and, and shows you what's going on with, underneath you. It reveals to you stuff that's, um, that is really happening and that you're really going through. And um, I, I mean, my advice in, in dealing with emotions is, um, and I heard this from Tim Chaddock and he probably heard it from someone else. Pastor Tim Chaddock, but he, one of the things that's always brought me comfort in, in how even I as a Christian deal and process emotions is feel it, name it, and bring it to the truth. Yeah. So f- allowing yourself to feel emotions like grief, anxiety, fear, anger, jealousy, like I think that's, that's a, it's a wrong idea when we suppress that and we don't allow ourselves to feel it. Feel it. Allow yourself to grieve. Allow yourself to be angry in these things. But name it at the same time. Name it. What What am I feeling? I identify, like you said, Andrew, identify what is causing these things. What is causing this anxiety in my life? What is causing this grief in my life? Why am I losing trust in um, or, or hope in this situation or um, whatever the circumstance might be? And then bring it to the truth. And that's that's the biggest thing right there is because one thing that our emotions lack is foundation there our emotions are like roller coasters right they they go up and down throughout our day i mean we can have a great day that starts off well and that ends horribly and we're depressed and we're anxious and we're just like jittery and and even vice versa you could have a morning that starts off like that but then ends well and you feel filled and you feel joyful and and so our emotions they lack that 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 solid foundation. And that's why we need to bring it to truth. We need to remind ourselves that we got to bring what we're feeling. What does God have to say about grief? What does God have to say about anger? What does the word of God have to say about fear and anxiety? Bring it to the truth because the reality is God does care about how we feel. And I I think in a, in a, in a strange way, what he allows us to feel it as an invitation to nearness to him. 
uh, to trust him more. Mm, For sure. Well, isn't that interesting? Like the Bible never says like, don't feel this. It says, feel it, but don't sin in it. Mm -hmm. So like be angry and do not sin. Yes. My life, my, my life verse. (laughs) (laughs) But you took it as a command. It says be angry. angry. (laughs) But, um, think about that. Like, it, that's a right emotion in a lot of situations. Mm. There's there's a right feeling, but that feeling can take you away and and rush you. Like you're saying, it can um, it can kind of wash you into this like current and and bring you into sin of like my yeah. anger then flushes itself out mm-hmm. and now I'm I'm raging on someone or I'm you know it causes me to fight or whatever. So anger is a right emotion in a lot of ways. You know, um, God gets angry. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, 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 his anger burned hot uh, with the children of Israel. Do you think he um, flipped tables with a smile on his face and with joy yeah, and exactly. laughter? <laughs> and I think... <laughs> oh, you den of thieves. You den of thieves. This is a house Just of prayer. <laughs> Just you whip silly it. gooses. Whip it. Bop it. <laughs> Lick it. So, <laughs> yeah, I think there is, there's like, even as a Christian, like you sent us that thing last night, how you can be, you can be two things at the same time. Yeah. I can be joyful and I can be grieving at the same time. Yeah. Like I I'm joyful. I know where this person is in heaven when they, when someone passes as a Christian, I know where they are. I know I'll see them again. But those things do not necessarily like stop me from grieving and feeling deep pain and sadness at the same time. So when this person, when the, this question of like, do I have to force myself to be joyful? It doesn't mean you're not going to still be sad at the same time, Mm. which is so it's so confusing and complex where I know what's true in my heart, but, but I still feel deep pain and sadness it's it's part of of the dichotomy of man like it's who we are it's weird how we can feel both things at the same time in in a lot of different situations you have people who have wonderful lives but yet they're depressed and they have like whatever and you're and they're struggling with this sadness and you're like but what about all these things how can you not can you just force yourself to be this way you know even my own family my own my parents um struggled my mom struggled with depression and, and it, it stemmed for, from different things, but I never understood that. Like, what do you mean? She struggled with depression. Like she knew Jesus. Like, how can we, how can she be depressed? Mm. But we're free from the power of sin, but not the presence of it. Yeah. And we, we experience the effects of it in our life. So are we allowed to suffer? I would say you're going to suffer. Mm in this life. It's going to be a part of our life, but we can have victory even in suffering yeah. in this life. I Amen. think that's the difference of the Christian. Amen. Amen. Yeah. I a hundred percent agree with what you said. It's like, and I think we as Christians, we get pushed this false narrative towards us of like where you have to be ideal. Like the, like the question might ask, or you have to be um, perfect. Um, and we forget that like the Bible says that rather teaches that it's okay to not be okay. Like Mm -hmm. that the Bible pushes that, like, you know, even like you were saying, you know, I I sent the guys yesterday, um, 
a little sermon clip from a pastor, Matt Chandler. And one of the things that he said in there is talking about like how complex we are and we're full of belief, but yet doubt. Um, but the beauty of it all is, uh, is like God, Jesus, he, he wants it all. He mm. wants all of that. He doesn't want us just to bring his, our joy, our joy to him. Like he wants us to bring our grief, our sadness to him. His invitation is, is come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Right. And I think that's 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 so beautiful that his attitude towards our struggle is an invitation towards relationship, you know. And and it's kind of interesting because the word emotion, it has a Latin the root word for emotions. It, it, the Latin word it, it has a root Latin word which means to move or to be moved. And so there's something about our emotions that 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 carries this definition of um, they move us. They, they're meant to direct us. They're directing us to something. And so what are, I think a good question to ask is, what direction are my emotions taking me? They, our emotions shouldn't lead us to sin, right? We, they shouldn't lead us to further sin, but rather, as we read in the Bible, and especially in the Psalms, when you read about David and how his emotions, even in one Psalm, go from like the depths of depravity to like the heights of trust and hope in God. And it, to me, it teaches me that like, my emotions, whether good in my eyes or bad, they should move me towards God. They should mm. move me towards uh, a relationship towards with with God, towards commun- com- communion with God. Because God just God's not like the you know, um, you know, <laughs> like He's not like that type of person that's like you gotta you gotta constantly put your best foot forward when you're with Him. Mm-hmm. Like uh, uh, the the opposite is 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 true for us. Like we want to bring our authentic self. We want to we want to bring everything. He says, you know, we want to come as we are before Him and bring it all to Him with the desire that He would use that, redeem it, restore, heal, and and change and 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 grow us into um, a place of of nearness to Him. You guys just are we, so good at this. I'm in awe of you, you both. Anyways. We filibusted. You did. That was good. Sorry. No, I think I think something just in in being real. You know, we're so quick as Christians to put on joy, and joy isn't something you can fake. And I feel like it's something we do maybe throughout the whole church, but I feel like very much so in the American church. You know, we put our best foot forward when we walk into church. And we try and, oh, yeah, everything. The joy of the Lord is my strength. And, you know, it's like, and. But the joy of the Lord. Yeah. Rise among us. <laughs> like, yes, we, we have joy in the Lord. But, yeah, going back to the Psalms, I was reading, like, I Googled, like, the 10 most depressing Psalms this morning. <laughs> and they're depressing. I would even, like, David, I think, struggled with depression at points in his life. Yeah. Yet he was still called a man after God's own heart. 
And I think that's the thing. We, we look at ourselves in the mirror and we're like, oh man, I'm not living up to Christ's expectation because I'm not being joyful all the time. Yet Jesus grieved. Jesus was angry. Jesus was sad. You know, all, like Andrew said, these emotions are, are check engine lights. And I think they're, they're good to point us in the right direction mm-hmm. of abiding in the Father. That's the end goal. And, and the joy of the Lord is communion with him. Yeah. Um, and I would say, you know, the, you know, not an analogy, but, but looking at just life, you know, the person you love most, you know, your spouse, um, maybe if you're single, your, your parents, you know, those are the person, the people you're, you're most real with. Mm-hmm. My wife knows me for all my flaws, all my, all my mistakes, yet she loves me the most. I don't have to put on this front when I wake up like, good morning, the sun is shining. <laughs> and, you know, she knows me and loves me in spite of my flaws. And I think that's the thing we have to remember is Christ loves us with our flaws and all. So we don't have to put on this fake joy in every moment. It doesn't, you know, displease the Father when we're honest with Him. Um, I think He he wants our sincerest self. And I used to say this when I was a kid, you know, I'd pray in my heart like, Lord, thank you for this day. It was the best day. And in the, and like in my subconscious of my subconscious, I'd be like, yeah, today was a bad day, but I want to please Jesus. <laughs> like, wait, can he hear this voice within this voice? <laughs> and I'm like, Oh no, he can. And yeah, I, I think, you know, just multiple personality. Yeah. Yeah. Basically <laughs> I was homeschooled. So, uh, my friends, my friends within myself, my best friend. Yeah. I just think, you know, it's okay to be not okay. That doesn't make you any less of a Christian. Yeah. Um, my pastor, pastor Joe Tata was sharing on Sunday and he did this from the pulpit. He's like, you know, your pastor isn't perfect. I struggle with these things. I struggle with, you know, anxiety and, and wondering if I'm good enough. And, I thought that was so cool for the pastor to like let his guard down for a second and not just be like, I am this perfect shepherd. Everything's okay. And we were in Romans five and his whole point was saying, but the reason I can find joy is because Christ died for my sins in Mm. spite of all the bad and all the negative and all the things going on in my life. I have this joy to hold on to is Mm. that I am being made perfect because of what he did for us. I'm no longer the old Adam because of the new Adam. And so it was, yeah, it was pretty cool. Wow. Yeah. I don't want to go down another rabbit trail in this, but I think, I think that, would you guys say that there's a connection between like your consumption of technology and your mental health? Yeah, absolutely. Dude, every day, like I don't have Instagram on my devices. But I'll check it every once in a while and I can feel it change my demeanor. Yeah. Where I was like, I was like doing okay. I was doing good. And then you see like what other people are doing and you immediately feel like I'm missing out. I'm lame. Gosh, I'm overweight. Um, <laughs> like look at these other dad bods. They're like all jacked in the gym and you're like, I'm a loser. Just a big, fat, redheaded, hairy loser. <laughs> <laughs> We're not laughing at you, okay? (laughs) Yeah. Thanks for laughing at me, guys. No, but it's true. Like, everyone's highlight reel suddenly makes you feel like, like, dude, I got to get my life together. Um, I'm almost 40. Like, I got to get my life together and get things in. in, Yeah. Instead of just being like, Jesus 
oh man, you are awesome. And because I'm in you, like I, I have nothing to worry about or be scared of. Like you conquered death, you conquered sin and you conquered the devil. Like what else do I have to be afraid of? Like, there's nothing to be, I, I don't need to be driven by my fear or scared. And that's another thing. Okay. Sorry. Rabbit trail. Do you think that worship songs talking about fear and like just talking about it all the time of like, okay, I don't have to, I can't be afraid. I can't be afraid. I can't be afraid. But isn't fear an emotion? Like I'm asking the question. Fear is an emotion that God gave us. Like, right. Is is fear an emotion? I don't know. You You tell me. Yeah, well, well, fear, I mean, fear is a good thing in the sense of, like, you shouldn't run into a highway because you're yeah, afraid of being hit by a semi. So, yes, it, it is a good thing in the sense of, like, yeah, don't touch fire. It's hot. It will hurt you, <laughs> you know? Right. Um, but I also think of that verse. I don't, know if, I don't know if you're referencing that verse where it says, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of sound right. mind and um, love and yes. a sound mind. I love I that verse is is, is that what you're talking about righteous good yes and I think we've taken liberties with that verse to make it seem like it's give us I, I think it's taken out of context and placed into situations where that's not the, that's not what that means mm. and here's here's what I'm saying does that does that verse mean I'm never going to be afraid no no it means when I'm afraid I have a way of escape mm-hmm Okay. And that's, that's where I think we have to remember that fear is going to come. It's going to come. And just like any other temptation, there is a way of escape. Yeah. Like there's a way out. There's a back door. There's a, there's a, there's an opening that God says, when these things come, here's how you as a Christian live and react to it. And I think just naming and claiming that I am not going to be afraid anymore. You hear me? I'm not afraid anymore. <laughs> and then the guy with the shovel shows up and you're like, ah, and you run. <laughs> so it, the theology behind that verse is God has not given us a spirit of fear, fear in the sense of, um, of like losing my salvation or fear that the devil's going to get me or whatever. To get you. But there is going to be the emotion of fear that comes in sometimes like a rushing wave. And what does he say? That's not from me. I've given you this. Yeah. I'm, here's what sin has brought this overrunning, like dominating emotion where you are just lifeless and you can't move because you're so scared. It's paralyzing. It's paralyzing. Yeah. And God says, that's not from me. That's from the enemy. I've given you this. This is what I'm giving you. But it doesn't mean that we're never going to be afraid. Yeah. And this is where, like, I've had a hard time with what is the rhetoric constantly of like, oh, I can't be afraid. I shouldn't be afraid. And it's like, well, sometimes it's it's like something I have to feel, like you're saying. I have to feel it. And then I have to go to what God says mm -hmm. about it and say, okay, Lord, I'm going to choose this way. And it doesn't mean that I'm not still scared. But at the same time, I'm fearful. But I know that God is giving me sound mind. And, and I'm going to walk, even though I'm, I'm afraid all of us have experienced that where you're scared, but you're called to do something and you're going to go do it. doesn't mean that you're not afraid anymore, but you're doing it in spite of the fact that you're afraid. Mm -hmm. 
time I have to speak or teach, I'm scared to death, but I do it because mm. that's what I, I, I'm going to do it. Like, I don't know, like that dichotomy thing where you're still afraid at the same time, but you're courageous at the same time. Does that make sense? Yeah. Courage, yeah. Isn't, courage like, isn't the absence of fear. Right. Like you're cliff jumping, you're scared to death, but you jump where you in the whole time you're scared all the way down. Yeah. Never. I'll into never the, into the ocean. <laughs> But like the whole time we were like scared to death. I don't and know. Ho- it's Hollow just... won't even get like, Hollow won't even take the bus ride up there. Like, oh, no way. <laughs> like I'll never cliff never. jump, but I might walk the bridge. Yeah. I don't know. Remember what's his name's porch in uh, oh, Solomon's, Solomon's Porch? porch. Yeah. Solomon's Porch. Oh, dude. Israel. Terrifying. That, I mean, that's, that's oh, understandable that's to be afraid of. That's ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Google that. You're in the Middle East. There's like stairs with nothing underneath them. No. But I I don't know. I don't mean to take it on some weird rabbit trail, but it's just been bothering me. Um, I'm airing my grievance. Airing grievance. It's been bothering me. (laughs) Of like, fear has no hold. And you're like, actually it does. It grips my heart sometimes. But like, I also have a God who I also hold on to. Yeah. And and he is more powerful. I mean, it's one of the, the, the hard thing. I mean... Well, never mind. I don't want to get down the rabbit, that rabbit trail of worship well, I think, I, but, <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, there's different seasons. There's seasons. There's there's, and it's like that whole like it's what we said. Feel it, name it, bring to the truth. Some people are yeah. are in the season of like they need to feel this, and other people are in the season of like no, I need to bring this to the truth. I felt it for two years, and I need to declare God's truth over this emotion. You know, and so um, I I I. I I agree with what you're saying, Andrew. I, I think you can flippantly be, cause it can create this false, like what we're talking about it can create a false ideal of like you, uh, Christians are never afraid. Like you never deal with fear. Like you, you, if you, if you're fearful, you're in sin. Like you got a mm. demon on you and you need to be <laughs> delivered. Bring out the snakes, you know? And it's, um, <laughs> and, and that's just wrong. And, and I think to understanding like, everyone's in different seasons. Everyone's in different stages of dealing with their emotions. Some people are in, in the, in the, in the stage of feeling it. And, um, it's not a sin for them to feel it. It's not a sin for someone to grieve. It's not a sin for someone right. to, to be uh, anxious, but understand that we want to move from that. We don't want to stay there. We want to grow to a place, like you said, Andrew, where we do bring it to the truth. And we do say, wait, wait a second, God, this is not from God. There is a way of escape. God doesn't want me yeah. to be paralyzed here. And um, yeah, there, there are very few, when, when it comes from worship songs, there are very few worship songs that, that dial, delve in the, hey, feel this, you know? Yeah. <laughs> hey, be, be in this no, spot yeah. of feeling. Um, well, there are, there are a couple, but, you know, I, I agree with you that most of them are, are very, dec- like, they're declarations of victory. And sometimes you can come right. in on a Sunday morning and you're like, I am not victorious this morning. <laughs> Please stop singing that. I can sing this one. Yeah, <laughs> you know. But at the same time, there are other people that are, and they're like, you know, they're like, yeah. I need, I need to, you know, I need to declare healing, you know, over what's going on in my mind. I need to do that because I've been, you know, it's been a hard week or whatever. Yeah, we're all, we're all we're all none of us have any idea of what we're doing, and we're all in different stages of that. And yeah, but I agree with you, Andrew. Some. I'm going to get the Bible in it. Psalm 34, 4. Psalm of David says, I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. 
This is the guy that went against bears, lions, giants, <laughs> yet he still had fears. Yeah. And the Lord delivered him. So, yeah, I, I don't think it's it's wrong to be afraid. I, I think it's realizing God will come through victorious. In the same way, death has no sting. Hmm. We we know the end. Yes, death doesn't have sting. It still hurts us. It still hurts us on this. When someone passes away, That that hurts more than anything. We can't just say, well, death has no sting. Stop grieving about it. No. Death has no sting because there is life after. Literally yes. had someone tell me that. I just did. No, like, <laughs> it wasn't you. Someone like. Yeah. Ed, but it's true in the sense that to be you know, absent here, to be present with Christ. But there's still the sting and the sadness because we are still human on earth. Yeah. We're yeah. not part of that realm yet. You think Jesus was saying that when he was weeping over Lazarus? Yeah. It's like, death has no sting. Yeah. Like, <laughs> gosh. Yeah. And so I think it's okay to like, yes, there's fear, but the final outcome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Christ has delivered us from that. And so it, it's, a, you know, if David, who wasn't afraid of bears, lions, giants, oh my, was afraid, <laughs> I think we can be too. Yeah. Right. I think um, even the prophet Elijah, who on Mount Carmel, like standoff between the gods faces these crazy prophets of Baal calls down fire from heaven, like executes their prophets. And then a woman threatens his life and he runs and hides in a cave and says, Mm. what is my life? Like I'm a dead man and is totally scared and paralyzed in fear. And God's like, get up, you know? So Mm -hmm. even in, there are times of great courage, like you're saying, Zach, you're right. Like there are times of great courage in our life and there are times of great fear and sadness. And, and, um, it, but I don't think it always lasts forever. And that's what we, what, hopefully this person who ever asked this question, we're working towards like coming out of those things. You can't force your way out. I don't think that's possible. You cannot force yourself out of it, but you can yield to the work of the Holy spirit yeah. and keep coming to Jesus and God will bring you out. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, like you just read in Psalm. God will deliver me from my fears if I keep coming to the Lord, staying in fellowship and, and um, being honest with, with someone around me who can keep me accountable and pray with me. And, and, you know, like just those very Christian basic things of fellowship, the word of God and prayer and communion, like that's, that's the remedy, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, keep coming to Jesus, keeping around God's people. Yeah. But you can't necessarily force yourself to like just feel different all the time. Sometimes people need medication. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes people need professional help, and it's it's deeper than than what we can see or, or prescribe. And so, and you, I mean, you bring up something that I w- I want to make sure that whoever's hearing this listens to this too. That that the answer is not self harm um, in no. light of these things. Um, right. Self harm is never the answer to these. You know, just, you, you, I would say that is, that is, that is from the enemy. If you say this, well, this is how I feel it. This is how I f- uh, allow myself to feel it. Like self-harm is not the answer for your emotions and for your mental health. You know, I, Isaiah talks about Jesus and his sacrifice. Like it's by his wounds that we're healed, not by our own mm. wounds are we healed. Your wounds are not going to bring healing to this. Cling, cling to Jesus. And I, I just want to, sorry, I just wanted to 
make sure we insert that in this conversation because it can delve and, and, and can, um, I know for some people they've struggled with thoughts about that. And, and that's yeah. where we, that's where we would say, Hey, if you are struggling with thoughts of self-harm, go to a professional, go, um, to a pastor, go to someone whom you trust and you can share these emotions and these struggles. But at the same time, understand like what, even as, uh, what Andrew is saying that, how did, how did you word to, that, that sometimes we're, we're called to walk through these things. Um, it's not always in an immediate relief, um, but that God shapes us and he walks us through these things. And, and, and like the remedies that you gave were, were great, were great, mm-hmm. Andrew. And, and I think too, just to bring it to what I said before, I, I think, I think the more that we disconnect ourselves from technology, <laughs> sometimes that can be a, a, a good wise decision in your mental health is setting parameters to how much you consume um, because I mean, I think it was, I was reading a stat that was saying that like every 4.3 minutes of your day, you are, you are tempted to check your phone. Like that's how much of a hold it has on your life. That like, even wow. in listening to this podcast, you've been tempted something like 10, 11 times to check your phone. Like th- these things have, have grown to, these devices have grown to like an addiction to us. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and, and sadly, you know, even secular statistics should link uh, social media addiction to depression and anxiety. Wow. Like there are links to that. And mm-hmm. so um, just be wise in those things. Be wise in, in what you consume, you know, because you don't want to be those that just are information overload. You know, we, we weren't always meant to know what's going on halfway across the world, you know, and, you know, news articles that bring fear, you know, social distraught in other countries and different stuff like this and all this stuff that we, it's on our finger pit, your, our fingertips to where we like, you wake up in the morning, you find out, oh, wow, another country is dealing, invaded this or this nuclear bomb or this, you know, whatever. And you're like, and you, and it's easy to be like, learn to limit those things. Um, limit your intake of, of technology. personal things that I can say for myself that has helped me is like getting outside. Like, don't just say no to technology, but, but like say yes to something that's better. Cause if you say just no to technology, you're going to say yes to, you got to make sure you replace that no with a better yes. Mm-hmm. So like get, get a gym membership, <laughs> go work out, go hang out with a friend, get social interaction, like face to face interaction, <laughs> you know, go for a hike, take a nap, go surfing, um, take a hike. Take a hike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think as, as fellowship is good, but also getting away. Yeah, yeah, is also good. You know, Jesus would get away and yeah. rest. There's a quote here. It says, "Stop seeking mental health in the mirror of self analysis mm. and start drinking in the remedies of God in nature." Ooh. Ooh, just get away with the Lord. And man, when you put your phone down, it's almost like the scariest thing when you're like, "Oh my gosh, I don't have service," but then after a while, you're like, "This is great." Yeah. I'm uninterrupted and I could hear the voice of God because there's not so many voices it's being argued with. Like yeah, this right. is trying to creep in. This is trying to creep in. Right. Yeah. Not isolation either. Yeah. But what's the word, the other I word that's like, 
not isolation, but solitude intimacy or solitude. That's the one ice cream or intimacy? ice cream, not just, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, not just isolating yourself, but solitude's different. It's with the mm-hmm. purpose of seeking out the good in God, in friends and fellowship, you know, it's a, isn't it? It's like a spiritual thing now too, is, uh, I think one of the most spiritual experiences you can have is gathering around the dinner table with a bunch of people you love. Yes. Sharing a good meal, barbecuing together, cooking together, mm. fellowshiping together. You know, just there's something very And we've lost that, spiritually man. healthy. We've yeah. lost that. You remember the days, and, and maybe, I don't know if our listeners remember these days, but like the days of when like someone would just show up at your house because they're like, hey, I was in the neighborhood. And they end up staying <laughs> at your house and your mom had like coffee and cake prepared for these people just in case yeah. anybody would show up and it was like, Oh yeah, come on in. And you end up having this like wonderful encounter and, and you're talking and joy, but like to where like nowadays it's like you have to call and text a person before you show up. God forbid you show up unannounced and knock on someone's right. door, a friend's door. <laughs> you know? Well, I don't have time to pretend clean my house. Like, <laughs> you know, like throw all the kids junk in the room and close the door. So it looks perfect. Shout out to our listener, Stephen Plotz, for keeping that dream yeah. alive. <laughs> he drops by and leaves me dying. There we go, dude. You got to love it. You got to love it. Even that Christmas morning. That's true. Christmas morning, he drops by with cinnamon rolls. Ah, oh, bless him. If you need bless to be discipled him. in that area, Stephen is your guy. He's your guy. He is. <laughs> He's your guy. His <laughs> All right. Well, I want to close this conversation. And I think, I think if I can just sum up everything that we've been saying, I wrote this down, and I think it's a good summary because you guys – have been adding and and everything that you guys have said is really really super profound. I I can't wait to go back and listen, re-listen to this, and 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 pray and think through some of the stuff that you guys said because it was everything that you, both of you guys said was really even just speaking to me because we're all emotional creatures and we all like even, and I'll say this here and I'll be the first to say it that we deal with this stuff as well with mental health struggles and with depression and anxiety. Like it, it's not something of the few, like we, everyone deals with this. For sure. And yeah. so, um, but to, to just, just to sum it up, I think what we need is we need emotional honesty and we need biblical integrity. Um, when it relates to these things, we need, we need to allow ourselves to be tearful, but we also need to bring ourselves to the truth. So it's tears and truth. You know, that emotional honesty, mm-hmm. biblical integrity, that there's a greater truth than what you're feeling or what you're going yeah. through. Even though what you're feeling and going, going through feels so concrete and true and will never change, there's a greater truth than that, and it's found in the cross of Jesus. And it's the love that God has for you. Just like I have a verse here, Proverbs fifteen thirty says that the light of the eyes rejoices the heart and good news refreshes the bones. And it's this idea that the gospel is the answer. Finding your personality type, your love language, or your Enneagram number is not the answer. (laughs) Please don't. If we have ever to, this is, just don't ever do the Enneagram, okay? It's weird. (laughs) It's it's borderline demonic, okay? I'm just going to go on the record. I'm going to say that. I'm not even afraid to say that. It is it's out there now. It is. Preach it is. It, not even now. Its origins are straight, mm. like automatic writing. Like a, the yeah, guy who came up writing. with it ha- did automatic writing. In other words, he just started writing, and he felt like a force telling him what to write. A force. Yeah. 
not the force, but a force. Not the force. May the force be with you. So <laughs> anyways, but the point that I'm trying to get to is the gospel is the answer. You know, there's a greater truth than what you're feeling, and it's found in the gospel, and it's the fact that God so loved you. He loved you. You were the you were the one that strayed from the ninety nine, and he went after you. He's going after you. He's continually pursuing you, and so just cling to that. Um, allow yourself to be honest with your emotions, but also have that biblical integrity, and bring yourself back to the truth and run it through the truth of God's word. Amen. Mm. Amen. 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 All right. Well, thanks so much, guys, for listening to Lightning Rounds. Like we said before, we um, are so grateful for all these questions that you send in, even the honest ones that sometimes are hard to go through and the ones that are that are real. I know we're a lighthearted podcast and we <laughs> so much of what we do <laughs> is is making fun of stuff and just joking. And, 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 and I know that's what makes our podcast special. But we're not afraid for those um, as well, those those serious things, because sometimes life is like that. Life is feel, filled with um, with grief, but with also, also with joy. And so um, thank you for sending in those questions. Um, if you feel like this this episode maybe was a blessing to you or you, you just were rocks like we are, share this with a friend. Share this with someone maybe who you feel like, man, this would really – So I know someone who needs to hear this. Share this with them. Share this podcast or this episode with them. Um, leave that that good, encouraging review so we know that, hey, this is reaching you where you're at <laughs> so we know that somebody's listening to somebody. this someone cares anybody uh, yeah so um and and always find us on instagram at lightning.rounds.podcast you can send in your questions there through a dm or you can email them like this question ask lightningrounds at gmail.com yeah that was that was a wonderful really really insightful question thank you guys for your answers your responses Yeah, we'll see you on the next episode of Lightning Rounds. Peace out. Later. Shalom. Get back in your keychain. (laughs) You (laughs) fifer.